bring it to the phone. Coming real, it's the next episode. Cause ain't nothing but a G-Bang, baby. Won't you ready for the next episode? It's like this. Then we ain't got no love for those. So just chill to the next episode. This, 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 dope show. What up? We got a new episode, baby. Yeah, yes. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the next episode. This time we are talking all about X-Men Fantastic Four. This is a four-part book series. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter, my man, Chris Bucky Watts. What's up, We're here. Man, and this one gets better and better. But before we get into this issue, we got to talk about this real quick. We'll probably talk about it on the main show as well. Uh, but before we jump into it, Chris, man, how are you doing? How's your comic book life? It's good. It's good. I mean, it's a little different now, obviously, because of uh, the stay-at-home stuff that's everywhere and, you know, non-essential shops closing down. But, you know, digitally, you can find some stuff and read some stuff. And this one dropped, luckily, in time, so we were able to read this issue. So, yeah, yeah. How about you? How are you doing? You're, you're a big time. you got a lot of shops you hit up, so it must be you must be going through, like, withdrawals. Yeah, yeah, uh, I feel bad for the, the local spots, but it's funny to think about that our last episode when we talked issues one and two of this series, uh, we were in a completely different world. Right. <laughs> Literally. Uh, nothing closed yet, still getting stuff, still planning stuff, uh, so it's it's definitely different now, but... First, we get the bad news of Diamond Distributors saying, now nah, we're not going to distribute any comic books. Right. Which they're the only comic book distributor. Now we're getting Marvel and DC to come out and say, we're not going to give you digitals either. How do you feel about that? I wasn't on board with it. When I first heard about it, I was like, oh man, that sucks. Like, what if I'm in the middle of a thing or blankety, blankety, blank? But then I started doing some research and the reason they're doing it is to help like brick and mortar stores like mom and pop comic shops so that people just don't like right. give all their money directly to them. And it's kind of like we talked about a couple weeks ago. Like, I think that if it wasn't for the mom and pop retail market and like the idea and the nostalgia of a comic shop, the comic books probably they're they're already long overdue to just all be digital. Like we're so in love with like collecting the paperbacks and like frequenting our comic stores, which I I think is a great thing. I think it's good to keep that like alive. But I think this would have been a mm. huge way to make a lot of probably longtime comic book fans uh, be like, I'm just gonna get them all digitally now. Like it's so much easier. I I, I kind of got used to them because I couldn't leave my house. Um, and so I actually really like that they're saying, you know what, we're not going to release these stories digitally. We want to make sure that as soon as the world is back and going, you're going to rush down and you're going to buy the issues of the comic that you've been reading. And you're going to be able to kind of give them a cash influx right away to keep all these little stores going who are clearly struggling right now. Interesting. Yeah, I, I see the point. Um, I definitely, like I said, we've, we always say this, you know, there's definitely a difference between reading digitally versus holding a book in your hand and like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can't really, you know, put my finger on exactly what it is, but there is a difference. I guess I I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, damned if you do, damned if you don't, I guess either way. But I know that there a lot of the people in the industry are trying to make moves to help out these stores cuz a lot of these sh- a lot of these shops, let's be honest, aren't going to reopen. Right. They're just not there's just no way. I and there's a guy out here who just recently bought one and bought a store that he worked at in the 80s. They were going to close it down. He bought it in January. Woof. And I went in there. So big shout out to to him. He doesn't listen to the show. I've only talked to him once. But he's probably he's probably tripping right now, I would imagine. I mean, how could he not be? 
I mean, we'll see. But Chris, let's talk about this X-Men Fantastic Four series because this has just gotten a whole lot mm-hmm. better. Uh, this is this is issue number three. Now, for those who haven't been paying attention or whatnot, we found out Franklin Richard, and this is spoilers all the sure, way up. Yeah, all the way through the issue. Through this issue. So if you haven't read, picked up the issues, hit that pause button, come back, and let us know what your thoughts are. But we got Rid- Rid- Fra- Franklin Richards, who is a mutant. There's all this little family drama with the Fantastic Four. They sneak up on the the mutants in their in Krakoa, mm-hmm. which is their their new island. Yep, which yep, is yep, yep, yep. New X Men, I guess you would say, because Xavier's younger could walk. It's new, but I like it. It's a yeah, it's a, different it's a way to refresh the characters without starting over. But technically, like their history is still there, but it's not the same ones. It's it's a whole deal with the X Men. We talk about the X Men being re, re, their rebirth. They just went through a couple, like a year ago, and how it's actually mm-hmm. been done super well. But this one really just throws you head first into like all of their stuff, and then like, oh yeah, and here's the Fantastic Four in this story with Franklin Richards. So it's really been a thing. Yeah, and, and the costume situation is, it seems like the the older costumes because you know you got Wolverine in the the brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Cy- yeah, they're, th- they're Cyclops doing some has throw- the full head throwbacks on the uniforms and stuff it's actually kind of cool to see the new art style mixed with that yeah so also we left off where kitty pride was uh trying to work a deal out with dr doom right my man my so, man that's my boy <laughs> so in this one it's a nation of mutants a nation of mutants lives are at stake while franklin richard makes a momentous decision will the fantastic four and the x-men just stand by and allow it to happen we're in the middle of a chase when this book starts yep uh and they're still kind of trying to get away from the island. They went in there to get information, and now they're trying to escape Krakoa, but the X-Men are hot on their tails. And they're not happy because they just... They don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny when they were saying, like, right as they hit the island, because they end up crashing, right? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It blows their wings off, so then they crash, and the X-Men are like, we're going to fight you here. Well, they were like, and we're going to take you back so you can... Serve justice hmm. on Krakoa. Yeah, Krakoa. The whole X-Men thing, the part of that I'm, I'm struggling with in the series itself, but also, like... Kako is a sovereign nation, and so they're talking about, like, you know, we're going to take you back and stand trial for, you know, espionage and all this shit. And it's, like, a little too, not a little too, but it's just, like, it's pretty heavy on, like, the, we're a sovereign nation. 